Jaguar Mas tu vai cas Pichu Tu és His invitation Everybody, 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 welcome. Bat and Spider episode 181. I'm Chuck, he's Dale. We're Bat, we're Spider, and we're here back for another week. This week for the show, we watched a movie from 1984 called The Warrior and Insert Generic Fantasy (laughs) Name. Because I can't remember what the name of the movie is. The Warrior and the Sorceress. Friend of the show, Art. Speaking on the movie poster found in Letterboxd. Thought we had a case of hashtag poster fraud here, but nope. There it was. The only convincing prop in it the movie. It. Yeah. I was fantasizing about how recording was going to go tonight, Dale. And I was, I was wondering if we could spend a half an hour only talking about that scene and just ignoring the rest of the movie. I mean, I I feel uh, like that's what I want to do in my my heart, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a pair of fake natties <laughs> so real looking. It, who knew that we had the... Well, let's, I'm, I'm using all my good material up front here. Save yeah. Some. Yeah. Let's let's save it a little bit here, Chuck. Yeah. I don't know. Another week down, Dale. Uh, I don't. I I must confess. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I feel like I got a couple things I, I watched. Let's throw, let's let's throw it to old Dale. Opening night, Chuck. This past weekend, YouTube's Brian Rummel and I went to go see Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Chuck, I had a great time at the theater Did with you? this one. I had a great great time. Now you know I saw Grindhouse and Death Proof when it came out. But I can tell you one thing. I I don't remember anything about the Thanksgiving trailer that was fake in between the two segments of the movie. Um, luckily, Brian's there because he's like, you know, my uh, my oracle when it comes to uh, teaching me the ways. But I didn't watch the, that trailer again until I saw this movie. But it's after seeing that old fake trailer, I liked the movie even more because it's so uh relevant to the trailer really? that was made and the trailer it. was two minutes long yeah it really sticks to it in a in a great great way but um it's just it's it's i chuck i think you would love it because it's a slasher it's 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 an 80 slasher yeah. written to be an 80 slasher it's not written to be smart proto like commentary on slashers it's just a slasher sure. i'll tell you the thing i mean obviously what you're telling me sells me but I see Gina Gershon is in this movie, and that that's a big, big in this draw movie. for me. Love the Gersh. Damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So it's like it's just it's, it's Patrick Dempsey. My God, Patrick Dempsey's in it. Yeah. Yep. And Eli and his writing and his buddy who helped him write the movie, they had a Thanksgiving Day slasher in their minds since they were twelve. <laughs> and this is so. This is like a dream come true for them. 
I listened to uh, the Mick Garris podcast, and Eli was a guest on it, and he just he helped like talk about the backstory to the movie and why it exists now, and it, you know why it was the right time to do it after you know twenty years after the Thanksgiving fake trailer for Death Proof, and uh, it was. Um, it's just a, you can just tell they had a fun time on set. There was like humor in the movie that was very smart and also very, I don't, I, I can't, I, I just keep saying it's, um, it's not parodied. It's, uh, it's, it's just like, it's everything you would find in an 80s slasher, even if, but it, but in the 80s slashers, you know, they were trying to take it in a deeper direction. They just couldn't, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. They took it as far as they could, but now this this movie is just like it's written and created just like one of those older movies. And uh, you know, like the humor is very modern. The, the whole movie has modern sensibilities, okay. and it's got a great premise, and it's got some crazy, you know, like gore. So it's set. <laughs> it's set in present day. It's not set in the eighties or something. Okay. Yeah present day and and I'm, i wouldn't spoil anything in the trailer but it's really it this is in the trailer but the whole thing starts because of a uh you know a store opening on thanksgiving for a black friday sale mm. and a riot breaks out <laughs> and like people end up getting hurt and then at, like a year later john carver the killer starts like exacting john his revenge carver. because of <laughs> yeah john carver that. which is like the first John Carver was the mayor of the Mayflower and the first mayor in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Oh wow. Okay. They were just like, let's call the killer John Carver because that's you can't get a better yeah. slasher killer name than John Carver anyway. So also I got one more movie Please I watched. Just tell me, because I got nothing. I watched for the first time in a long time. My whole, I mean, I watched Wayne's World in 4K, Chuck. <laughs> and I I was on cloud nine the entire time. It, um, that movie holds its value. It just doesn't, it's just, it yeah. delivers every it's, time you watch it's it. So, it's incredible. It, it delivers, every, every time it's just, there's something... Even the stuff that you love from your first watch, you love it every subsequent watch. Like the stuff just hold, there, it doesn't get old when you see the same bits yeah. and the same like mannerisms and people. Like I, I am so keenly aware of the mannerisms of everybody in this movie. Like number one is like the Bohemian Rhapsody song in the Mirthmobile. And Garth is like lip syncing, but he's not lip syncing to the words, <laughs> just moving his yeah. mouth like that to 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 this day. And I haven't watched this movie in 25 years. Yeah. But this movie, this movie was like the most probably the most influential piece of art in my formative years. Like I watched this movie every day. <laughs> Every yeah. day I watch yeah. this movie for years, for at least a year straight. I watch yeah. this movie every day. So to see it again, man, I just, I just uh, fell back in love. I never fell out of love, but I, but I forgot why I yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah. I, this movie's very important. It, it, 
like I'm I think there's lines from this movie that I say to myself like weekly like in my head. Yeah. Lines will pop up. Yes. Um I remember I remember my older brother Toby had a Wayne's World hat at some point and I remember just thinking That's awesome. You know, this is before you go into Target and there's a whole shelf of like Stranger Things, you know, craps and doodads to buy. Right. So like back then it was like, yeah, oh my right. God, a Wayne's World hat? Like it blew my mind that that was like even possible. Yeah. The one thing though, and you know, coming from a, a boy who watched this daily. Mm-hmm. Cassandra. In the early, ni- in the mid nineties. On this rewatch, Chuck. Yeah. When he asks the, uh, the Qatar center guy to take the fender out of the case yeah and he starts playing and the guy stops him and he points to the sign and says no stairway to heaven chuck in this version of the movie he literally starts playing the first four notes of stairway to heaven yeah but in the old version the old version of the vhs's the he it never actually played the first four notes of stairway to heaven because movie distributors <gasps> Whoa. couldn't justify the cost of the song, so they just put in four guitar notes. Oh, wait. So, so when so did they put it in? In the nineteen ninety, uh, in the two two thousand twenty two Blu Ray wow. version, it started getting put in. So as soon as he started playing the guitar, I like my head was spinning. I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> this has never happened." Like the VHS release that I that I know for twenty five yeah. thirty years never. Never, oh never, never. Wow. That's amazing. That's so, quite a detail. If anything for you to pick up on. I had yeah, no idea. I, I was I was I was gobsmacked by that detail, and I think it's worth everybody going out and at least getting the Blu-ray, if not the 4K. Yeah. I also Ioni Sky in 4K. You know Wait, who does Ioni yeah. Sky play in this? Ioni Sky is in the beginning of the movie when she's in bed with Rob Lowe and they're oh and my God, she that's like right. Yeah, and she and she's like, "Oh, this is Wayne's yeah. World." And Rob Lowe's like, "Oh, I, you know, he's just asking about the show and stuff." Yeah, is Chris? Yeah. I always forget Chris Farley's not in the first. He's only in the second one, right? No, he's in is the he, first one too. Oh, does he? He plays a yeah. security. He he's like at the concert. He's a security guard with with too much information for the boys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like guarding Mister Big Limo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Ed O'Neill, oh, just the best. Ed O'Neill in that movie. Donna Dixon, and Garth's like weirdness around Donna Dixon. <laughs> I just love this movie, man. I love it. I want a Wayne's World hat, and I, I I'm mad at myself for not owning one for the past thirty years. Um. Yeah. Man, that's great, Dale. I'm glad you. I'm glad you doubled up on movies because I. I uh, Apparently, I I got nothing. I had plans to watch movies, it just didn't happen. I didn't. I actually. I. It's funny that you uh, brought up you. I. You do have one thing. I do. That you watched. I know of. You forgot to oh, mention what. You mentioned. Uh, or I mean, you watched the movie Barb Wire oh. that we just talked about <laughs> on our Kofi Black Dungeon episode. That's true. And if you folks are not subscribers, or if you guys hadn't don't supported us on our Kofi page. You wouldn't know that, and you wouldn't have access. But, but this uh, is k k o dash f i dot com slash bat yeah. and spider. You throw us a little support, and uh, you 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 unlock that episode and all the previous episodes. We just talked about barbed wire because it was a first time watch for both of us. And spoilers, we both like the movie. This is a te- this is called a tease. This is a Dale getting out the old fishing rod. 
telling the uh, the freebie the freebie users about what's going on behind the curtain, and that they too, for a mere one dollar lifetime access, can see behind that curtain. Right? <laughs> who who says? Uh... Who says uh, I'm not a good uh, marketer? <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, please, please come with us to uh, talk about barbed wire. It was a great conversation we had. Please, yeah. Chuck, should we get into uh, David Carradine's The Warrior and the Sorceress? We shall. Uh, 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 shot in 1984, <clears throat> directed by John C. Broderick. There's a warrior who's walking the earth. His name is Cain. Actually, it's not the Earth. I read in somebody's review that apparently this is on some planet. Oh, yeah, it says that in the description there, yeah. I, I didn't know where we were. Because the movie, Dale, this movie, it hits you with a lot of information, but it's the type of information that goes in one ear out the other, at least for old Chuck here. Challenging. Certainly. Horrible desert planet. Not a lot of wa- water. Our boy Kane, like a like a, a mad Ronin. No, he's not mad. A quiet Ronin. Uh, wandering the world comes upon this small little walled city walled walled village with a well and two factions fighting over access to the well and, yes uh, correct what our uh, David Carradine does is he he sees a situation he figures out how he's going to extract wealth out of these two parties by pitting them against each other until one of them meet, meets its de- demise and then maybe a third party rolls in and then a whole lot of other shit goes down, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's a tale as old as Yojimbo, uh, and, a, and a story that's been told many times, uh, specifically in spaghetti westerns. And and yeah, this movie was way, very heavy on spaghetti westerns. I think they were like they were like, let's do like a Star Wars thing where it's on a planet far, far away, but it's the olden times. Uh, but let's just rip off. Uh, feel of a spaghetti western let's have uh david carradine walk around squinting not talking too much moving very slowly and yep. uh, that's what we're gonna do we got a movie cut print yeah this is um you're right this the, well certainly it's it um what's that bruce I, I think it's like based on yojimba right the bruce willis movie um bruce willis quick in the dead oh, or yeah i know what you're saying um last man standing Last man standing, Walter Hill. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, um, it was. There was a lot of that in this movie. A lot of spaghetti western vibey stuff. But you know, like through most of the spaghetti spaghetti westerns I've seen and I've heard about on the Spaghetti and Freddy podcast, starring uh, our friends Yoli and Cablasto, um, they sound a lot better than this movie. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm relieved to hear you say that, Dale. I was I was, I was wasn't sure how uh, you were going to land on this one, but um, I didn't hate it. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, no room for hate for um, it. But because there were certain characters in this movie that uh, character choices like that I liked, but you know you can't like you can't even with cool character concepts, the the movie as a whole was just uh, kind of like a wreck in in a way that David Carradine worthless. As a warrior, um, I so yeah. Here's the thing, like yeah, it, David Carradine for me, it, it's always been an uphill battle. I don't oh. even in Kill Bill. Whenever he shows up in those those movies, <laughs> I go to sleep. 
he just doesn't do it for me, <laughs> yeah. and I just don't get it. Like, I, maybe I can get why people like him and why he was a star, but I don't know. It just, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. He's got this sort of, like, slow-simmering, quiet thing where he's very deliberate with his movements. And, and yeah, that, I guess that's what you want in a movie like this where he's playing that guy who's like that. Right. Who's Who's cool as a cucumber, but he's playing everyone like a fiddle around him by... Just planning information here, kidnapping someone there, you know. But God, he's exactly worthless. Like, yeah, it, the the best fighting he does is at the end. Like, he he lets loose a little bit, but it is a little bit wholly unimpressive. His skills, like, it looks like he was yeah. in Quaaludes. This uh, movie. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if quaaludes make you look like you're constantly like chewing gum that's not in your <laughs> mouth, but. Our boy, if he was on Quaaludes, yeah. and and Quaaludes, and a side effect of Quaaludes is chewing fake gum in your mouth, <laughs> then David Carradine was definitely on Quaaludes, because this dude was chewing his tongue like yeah. every time he was being a warrior and swinging his sword, he's chewing <laughs> his tongue the entire time. Like you could see it on his face. He's like, I was like, what is he chewing? Is he chewing something that's like in the movie? Is he chewing something that's you know he's that shouldn't be on camera? <sighs> Uh, is he chewing like space gum? Space gum, like fake, <laughs> like like root, like beet, like space yeah, beet some root. Sort of root. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, I think, I think the you know you're supposed to be like a little in awe of the the dark yeah. one because he walks in, he's mysterious, he's got this robe, and he's got this beautiful sword. Yeah. And he's got these haunches for thighs, like these side haunches that are impressive. But then he he's just selling information between two warring factions that live 50 feet, 50 feet apart from each yes. other. Uh, this is a case where, this is a Roger Corman production, FYI. So, small uh-huh. budget. But this is a, this is a case where the budget... Like usually that that'll force an artist to either you know fail or get creative, and in this one, I think the they were like we're gonna build one very small set, and we're gonna shoot the whole movie in this very small set, and boy did you feel it like it just it didn't it felt like they just could have pushed it a little further to make it not feel so claustrophobic. Like I was just like this is. I, I, as soon as he yeah. walked in there, I was like, oh, no. I was like, we're, we're going to be here the whole time, aren't we? And this <laughs> yes. does not look like a very yeah. big space. You kind of felt like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, yeah, when they set it up, it's like, oh, there's two warring factions. I was like, there's not enough room in this place for two warring factions. Are you kidding me? This is a joke. I know. Like, show me show me their houses. Show me their they, where they yeah. live because all we see is the, the dirt pit yeah, in the middle. Yeah, because there's, like, the villagers who, like, run in every once in a while to try and get water and they get slaughtered. Where do they live, right? I know. I Yeah, it was it was so – it wore on yeah. you. And the set was so – by the end of the movie, all you can see is, like, cheaply apo- applied, like, fiberglass. Yeah. Like, it's it's, like, this weird – not even neatly constructed fiber and it's not supposed to look neat it's supposed to look like 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 weird walls of of some sort of you know natural material i guess but it's just like this looks like this fiberglass that was kind of like slapped together with those little like strips of it and it's just kind of like a messy but you could tell it was 
man-made yeah for a movie by the end of the movie because you're just like you just see the same couple walls the whole entire shoot yeah and it like i'm not even like yeah i'm not even mad at like the quality of the <laughs> the sets it's 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 more of the geography because it's like they'll be in like the one guy's big uh ballroom where he you know his eating room with his entertainment stuff and it's like where like we had no where exterior this, shot where of was where this? this could exist like this this is impossible <laughs> yeah 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 this is underground yeah. maybe i don't know um it, it's it's a little frustrating <laughs> yeah it, uh another gripe i had this is a common gripe for old chuck is in these fantasy movies where every name is made up uh every person's name is a made-up word every village is a made-up thing you know there's they're throwing around the words yamatar and naha and kane and all this stuff just bounces right off me. like i can't and i can't i can't keep track of people like i don't know who they're talking about because I, I have no like frame yeah. of reference it's that i know that's a thing that i have that not everyone has <laughs> but it, it's yeah it, it definitely works against me when i uh, watch this types of a movie like this uh the, you know, the ball gets rolling when he pledges his sword to Balkaz, the big He's fat, fat guy, yeah. Load. Okay. That was funny. This guy, this was the shining bright spot, other than the other great scene, which we'll talk about. But this guy, this load, as you say. Oh, my gosh. Sitting in his patchwork, um, patchwork quilt uh, recliner. One, I probably my standout yeah. note of, of all my notes here Balkaz Fupa. <laughs> Did, where, did they put uh, uh, marshmallow fluff in that in his diaper to make that look like that? What was going on? I I I just uh, you know I I think they just embraced okay. what he had right. natural right. naturally happening. <laughs> but yeah, he's being fed. Uh, oh, by the way, if your apologies to any woman who got near the set, uh, it was it's requirement. Uh, it's probably a law in Argentina <laughs> that you had to be topless. Oh, Every yeah. single female, I think, in this movie was topless. Um, Some of the finest blacksmiths known, <laughs> trained, topless. I know, dangerous work. Not for the, not for the uh, <laughs> beautiful blacksmiths. You know, they they've yeah. taken care of their bodies. But yeah, Balthazar, whatever he is, he's being fed grapes by a topless <laughs> lady, and he's with his uh, his dog lizard thing which was another uh Great. that was a high that was another that was one more high point that was his beautiful this was a uh, 84 so I, I i couldn't help but think this is like right after return of the jedi so they're like we got to do a uh it's it's a it's a, a job of the hut situation with crumb you know they're, we're gonna have a big guy with a little pet that whispers in his ear on uh help the yeah. royal decrees yeah as opposed to just like this as opposed to just uh, another human advisor yeah. this this thing which was amazing incredible yeah highlight of the movie this this little Remember guy when they showed it later standing on its hind legs i was oh my god and horrified oh yeah that's right that was i my world <laughs> turned upside down it was shocking it was too much. No longer is he just laying across the back of no. Balkaz, you know, like all across his shoulders. This thing, oh my Sick. god, it was so bad, sickening, so disturbing. Uh, th- this does. I do wish this was like. Uh, did you watch this on Tubi? I presume, like I did. Yeah, Tubi. this need. I mean, it, I don't know if it deserves it, but it needs a scan because it was like it was a muddy, muddy <laughs> yeah, watch. That it was so bad. Uh, it did not yeah. help. Uh, you know, 
what we were yeah. watching. So so I did I started to say, you know, the whole movie kicks off because he pledges his sword to Balkaz's Fupa. And the whole the ball gets rolling because the Dark One overhears Balkaz's plan to double cross him. <laughs> I know. That's that's how <laughs> this movie that's how this movie like plot yeah. goes. Like this is it. This is because he doesn't that he speaks loud enough to where the dark one <laughs> hears him with the door open. And, like I, I was like, this is this is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time to go to the other Stunned. side and uh, I don't know. Sell more information yeah. that I learned here. And then rinse and repeat. And he just does that. He flips flop he flips flops back yeah. and f- back and forth eight eight to ten times. Yeah. Over and over again. It's so weird. Yeah. Terrible and charming all at the same time. That's what Yoli says. She watched this. Yeah, Yoli it seemed like she liked it. But you know, there's stuff to like. Uh, but yeah, it, it, yeah, there is stuff to like. I, but uh, God, yeah, I don't know. I can't get. I can't hang a movie on David Carradine. I can't. I just can't get with the guy. I don't know. Rest in peace. I know he died a horrible, tragic death. <laughs> Maybe, according to some. I love the poetic scene of you know the whole movie's about the the lack of water and for funsies the other ruler uh throws a woman into a tank of water to watch her drown through the glass <laughs> oh yeah for entertainment and he he brings up the uh you know the the irony of uh oh everyone's just dying for for a mouthful of water but when someone yeah only has water she dies in it she, she dies of an overabundance, an overabundance of, of water just a crazy wow. I felt like I was in English class, Dale, and the teacher was wowing us with dissecting uh, a poem. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> All of a sudden. Because as opposed to him and Zeg's beautiful line, yeah. on the other side of the field, when Balkaz hits the battlefield, his battle cry when he unleashes his soldiers to uh, to fight Zeg's people, he screams, do it. <laughs> You can you can understand why I didn't realize this took place on another planet because it's just dudes from um, America like saying things that they said in the 1980s. Yeah. Like, yes, right. do it right. That's yeah. It could be, it could have been a Death Valley. Yeah. Could have been uh, you know the Salt Lake Flats. <laughs> Who knows? Do, do it. it. Do it. I did love when they first when the two factions meet and they. Uh, I did love that it was like a a comedy scene out of nowhere in this movie where they were like, they, they were both too scared to start fighting. And they kind of like, they, they the front line kept moving back and forth because they were, they were both too cowardly to draw any blood. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was legitimately all this, funny. I was like, Ooh, that was please, good. Let's push this energy more. Cause this is funny. <laughs> yeah. Truce. Truce. Like they finally yeah. just openly admit truce. <laughs> but, 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 that was funny, but also at the same time, you know, you're supposed to believe, even after that, that these two have such a deep yeah. hatred for each other that they need the other one dead. But why continue that after they, they these dummies in a comedic moment call truce? No, no. Uh, and and it's what? Why did that truce happen? It's be, is it because the slavers came? The slavers came back. Yeah. And Which why? Why I don't understand why that stopped the battle. Like. I guess it was just an excuse to not kill each other. Yeah, because because presumably, from what I gathered, yeah. Balkaz gave the slavers poisoned water to drink 
on their journey, and he was going to blame Zeg. Oh, okay. So, if the slavers had come back, oh, never mind. I, I just answered my own question. But if this, so they called the truce because Zeg didn't want to die because he didn't do anything wrong. He just got black. He yeah. just got you know the blame placed on him because um, Valkaz just used his like insignia on the canteens or something stupid like that. But uh, yeah, they had to worry about the slavers, which you know were a different race. They looked fucking being. cool. I mean, the- yeah, they looked amazing because they still had like full movement of their mouth, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah, awful, awful what they did. Slavers, awful characters, but they looked. Great. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I can't get past what they act, what their driving <laughs> yeah. force was, and you know, absolutely not. But their faces and their full mouth movements. Mm-hmm. One of my notes: this dude lifted his sword once. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Um, I will. I one thing about Carradine I liked. I did like they pulled. They definitely pulled spaghetti western influence from his for his outfit. I liked that he wore basically a poncho. It was like a. It was like a cross between like a like a Mexican uh, gunman cowboy Mm -hmm. uh, and then like a fantasy Conan guy. I really like. I did like that. I I thought that worked really well. It looked cool. And it was impressive. It he looked, pulled, when he pulled the the front part off, and you saw his throwing knives and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And I th- I thought it blended, like his sword felt like it was like a part of the outfit, yeah. like a part of the drapery yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. cool. I really like that. And it was kind of like a it was like a cross between a medieval sword and a like a samurai sword a little bit because didn't it, it had like mm-hmm. a curve in it, right? Like it wasn't a broad. It sword. did. Yeah. At the end, it was like. A, but it yeah. looked heavy. Yeah, it did look heavy, but you know the dark one. The dark one, master swordsman. Um, okay, how about how about them? I didn't even know they were trying to set up this this fight for the end of the movie. But between the dark one and uh, Zeg's captain Keef, is was his name Keef? It was like the handsome guy. Yeah, who I don't think we ever saw him fight much either. But apparently, we we're <laughs> we we're all supposed to get boners at the end when these two faced off. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It yeah. was like this the guy big had final, it out. Like even after the bad guys were dead, it was like, oh no, uh, Keith got yeah. freed, and now he's gonna fight the dark one. I was like, what? This guy had such a hard on for uh, David Carradine. Yeah, man. he hated so him. Weird. He was just jealous. Yeah, and he had no elite. Like his boss was dead. Now it's like, what's he? Why is he fight? He's just mad because he just hates the guy. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. All right. Did he eventually? Did Carradine yeah, kill I him? Think so yeah, yeah, he killed him. Um, we've got, okay, so the other big thing was Naha, who was the sorceress, which got, I mean, sorceress doing a lot of work here. I don't know what sorcery she was doing because she was prisoner for 80% of the movie. Oh, yeah. But she, apparently she had the knowledge of building, uh, this sword, this fabled sword that was gonna free the people, Mm -hmm. basically, that... Yeah. What was it? The Sword of Yura, I think it was called. Something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, and she finally finally gets with some blacksmith and gets the sword made. That we, We're not... They don't let us know how she figured that she did it. <laughs> right. I don't know. We All of a sudden, the sword's <laughs> yeah. there. And uh, David yeah. Carradine wakes up. It didn't take long to make. <laughs> no, it didn't seem that complicated. It didn't seem that different from making any other sword, but... Our sacred sword of Hera, forged from our blood, ate our village in this dark hour. 
Uh, he wakes up with yeah. it next to it, and she's like, "He's like, this thing's too light. This is not some special sword." And she's like, "Well, give it a shot. Hit the anvil." <laughs> sure enough, yeah, give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> sure enough, it slices give right through the anvil and the stone underneath it. This is some. This is some sword boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm convinced yeah. now. And so, I'm convinced. I've got some slaughtering to do, and it's you know. Quaalude slaughter, Quaalude fueled sl- slaughter is what we got. Oh yeah, was, uh, <laughs> and and so, so she she's the sorceress. Yeah, it says in the uh, credits, Naha the sorceress. Okay, <laughs> so the <laughs> wait, okay, she doesn't do any sorcery. So, and. The woman who graces the movie poster with four boobs is yeah. the, is not the sorceress. No, it looks like they combine the characters, but even but even the poster, like this person's blonde. There's there's no blonde person in the movie, right? Mm-mm. No, there's not. Yeah. So it, it it's it's a little it the poster is a little misleading, but we do get the four pillows. <laughs> right, right. Which uh I think even uh according to Yoli, there's a gal in this that gives the total recall lady a run for her money, if you know what I mean. They were convincing. I'll tell you what, if we had this technology in nineteen eighty four and uh this is the only time it's been used, I, I'm upset. There should be Senate hearings. We could we <laughs> we could have done this. For all this right? time, like, <laughs> is is this something that the manufacturer, uh, you know, wouldn't let the patent run out and generics be made? Like, do they yeah. own the rights Roger to make Gorman's this? Sitting on the patent because <laughs> it's too powerful. You can't let it out. It's too powerful. Yeah, yeah. there's no. You can't get like a knockoff <laughs> brand for cheaper. But seriously, it was convincing. Like, you know, there were a few shots where yeah. like you could kind of see the seams of where it was pasted on her, but. But it was yeah. it, it was a great set, like it was a uh, a matching set. I'll say that. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> and then she um she shoots out, she oh. shoots out. Where's this coming from? Her tummy. That was uh one surprise, uh, along with the lizard dog man. That was uh that gave me a little jolt of excitement, and I was like, okay, oh, okay. I did not expect. Yeah, something, some sort of snake lamprey thing shoots out yeah. from uh, an area unknown but it's from the lady with four tits comes out of her to yeah. attack our boy David Carradine uh, and it puts him in puts him I, to sleep right I think puts him to sleep yeah like because you know her wily ways she was able to get into a personal yeah. space yeah and uh, you know it was just it. he was made he was made such an example out of because he's he's at the head table yeah. eating dinner with with the with like he's presumably the guest and then he just gets knocked out in front of yeah. everybody. Just doesn't look How, good. Where was she? Who was she working for? Was she working for somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Zeg, I okay. think. Like but but he only rolls her out on special occasions. It's not like he can like she's a part of the uh you know the the council of leadership. Yeah, but I I guess I was like, why did she try and kill him or whatever? 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good question. Like, was that part of Zeg's plan? Like, was he like, all right, give him, give him the old sleep snake thing that comes out of your, you know, wherever. <laughs> right. Zeg just like you know <laughs> do the, the you know what I mean the thing. Right, she's like, you want me to do it? Do you, you you want me to do it, or you just want me to dance? Because I have four boobs. Again, this is very much like the Jedi, the Return of the Jedi lady in Jabba's palace, the with the the big tubes hanging off her, oh, dancing yeah. around. Yeah, right. Jabba's pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh man. But yeah, great scene. I mean, it could have it could have went on for hours. It's yeah. a good scene. Good flipping scene. The old man. Remember the old man? He he was like a character that was like, okay, this is this is our Merlin. Like this is this guy's gonna be important. He's not I don't yeah. even know who he is. I think oh, he calls the sorceress his daughter, I think, at one point. And I that was news to me. He was like Tanya Roberts' dad in Beastmaster. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not but yeah. there was nothing else. It was just like what? Well, I don't understand. Why does he get to live and they pl- in the underworld of this tiny village and and nobody yeah. else does? Wasn't that hilarious when like when <laughs> David Carradine, this was again where I was like, boy, this is a small set. Like he comes to the village and the, the old man's like, uh, don't fight these soldiers for water. Come come with me. Come inside. But like coming inside, like they just walked like under an arch and they were still clearly like outside, <laughs> but they were talking like they were in private in, in like some dwelling. Yeah. But the soldiers are like five feet away, I, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. They say one thing about like the <laughs> the uh, the talent yeah. or the ineptitude of the soldiers. It's over. It's right there. Uh-huh. Uh So funny. Yeah. It was fun though. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I mean, yeah. It no, was fun. I'm, it was I, fine. I wasn't angry. It was just a little. Yeah. It's funny because I expressed last episode. I expressed. That, you know, when I go, when we go to look for a yeah. movie on Letterboxd and you just see two and a half star reviews. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this just proved our, I know, this just I proves know. the point. It's going to make <laughs> us know? wary again. Yeah, right. So, search continues for, for the perfect fat spider movie, I guess. 181 episodes. <laughs> is that what in. we're doing here? Searching for the perfect movie? I like that. <laughs> the perfect bat and spider perfect, movie. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm gonna check in the old uh, the warrior and mailbag. Yeah, let's check that mailbag deal. The warrior and the mailbag. Three one five five four four zero nine six six. It's the official warrior and bat and spider hotline. Bat and spider pod at gmail dot com. Send us an email you if you would like. Um, this month, this month, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> This week, uh, Chuck, we don't have anything. Nobody, oh. nobody wrote us, so that's fine. We're we're fine. That's okay. Yeah. No, it, it gives us more time to pick uh, next week's movie. Yeah. If anything. Uh, one fun fact I just read about um, the outfit that Carradine wears that we're a fan of so much. He wore this again in 1991 in a movie called Dune Warriors. Whoa. Which is like a Mad Max ripoff. It sounds like. This, he wears the same outfit. I, it literally sounds like it could take place in the same set. <laughs> yeah. But uh, shot almost 10 years later, I guess. Carradine's still kicking it, man. That's See, that's what that's what you need 
just like you don't need to hit reach to the top. You just need steady, steady pay. I know. You're doing these movies, man. Who cares if anybody watches them? You get to act, and you're getting paid steady. Seriously, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to instill in myself. You know, being an artist, it's like you know you you're constantly thinking, no, I got to make the best thing mm. I can. I yeah. got to set this impossible bar. But you know what? It's okay. It's you know what? It's okay to just be who you are and make the thing you make it. You know, that's right, man. We can. We don't all have to. Be, we can be David Carradine. You had a great life, right. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of parties. That's good, Chuck. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it helps, <laughs> and I hope you know. Yeah, like it's got to be crushing, right? I mean, to 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 to. Oh yeah, I, crushing uh, your face when I said it, when well, your face when I said it's got to be crushing. Jesus. Well, I. W- you look like you're Melissa being crushed. Melissa and I met with a younger cartoonist on sat, sat Sunday, yesterday. They were talking about an experience where they were, they were like, oh, I feel like quitting comics. I don't feel like doing it. And just like my natural reply to that was like, oh, that, oh that's going to happen all the time. You know, me being, having done this, right. you know, 15 years longer than they have. I was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. no, that's, that's, get used to that part. <laughs> get used to wanting to quit it all. And, uh. Go work in the salt mines. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a fun. But it's fun. I, ah, it's fun. It's fun when it's Dude, fun. You know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, not only your fan and your, and your co host, but as a, as a fan, as your, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> the world is grateful for your oh, art. Oh, thanks, Dale. It, you know, I do like, doing the show for the doing the artwork for the show it's uh i never talk about it but it is it's a pleasing exercise it gets me to draw when i'm not feeling like drawing and it's just a nice quick mm-hmm. little thing and i can experiment with different styles it's it's uh it's good it gets me out of my head i like it um okay i i already know what i'm picking dale i've got one oh my I'm god so, this is happening. I I came across this movie and I was like, "This is it. This is what I'm picking. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this movie because I want to pick this movie." All right, Dale. Next week, after we're done. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Jeez, Dale, Dale. This, people are gonna be yeah. listening to this on Thanksgiving, uh, in at least in the United I States. Know. So uh, I hope you're all with people you love, and if the people you love are us, even better. Yeah. Get yourself a and go down to the the big Y and get yourself a hungry man dinner. Slide that in the mic. Mm. Put pop us on the uh the aerial and uh have yourself a night. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving yeah. everybody and uh thank you for playing us for your whole family too. <laughs> I like biscuits. Chuck, what do you like? What are your what's your favorite? Oh man. Um mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Biscuits, mashed potatoes. We're simple. Yeah. Simple bat and spiders. I like mixing peas with mashed potatoes. If oh, I can get yeah. if I can get that, it's a good day. Dale, I'm gonna ask you to point your letterbox account to a movie from nineteen ninety called Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror. Oh, Karen Black. Uh, a shy teenager Megan moves to a new town with her widowed mother and quickly becomes the most unpopular girl in high school. When she starts to communicate with a mysterious mirror. Her tormentors begin to meet with a horrifying series of accidents. Is the mirror a reflection of Megan's own inner demons? Or has she unwittingly opened the doorway of the damned? Yes. 
Wow. This is on Tubi. It's on Plex uh, paper, Plex on demand. Um, directed by Marina Sargenti. This this poster. Yeah, it's uh, Karen Black, like you said, but also Yvonne DiCarlo, Lily Munster, everybody. Oh, cool. Um, William Sanderson. Yeah, who's that? I know him. And, uh, he's the... T- Oh, he was in Last Man Standing, oh William Sanderson. Um, he was uh, the little silly toy maker in Blade Runner. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, and somebody named Rainbow Harvest. What a name. Wow. That is a person's name. Um, yeah, scores are looking good. Uh, yeah, they look real so, good. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is um, this is it. Get ready. Get out the those high school yearbooks. We're going, we're going to high school. Everybody, mirror, mirror. Yeah. Steven Tobolowski in this shit. movie. Wow! I just uh, saw him. I, I watched. Here's another thing. I watched Spaceballs over the weekend. <gasps> How's that hold up? And st- it holds. It holds Good. up really well. It holds up really well. But a young Steven Tobolowski is in that for like a few seconds. Wow! I, I just realized it was him. God. That's what we need. That's what. That's the. That's the gig. David Carradine, Steven mm-hmm. Tobolowski. Mm-hmm. You just making that bread yeah. you're a tool you're a tool a, a reliable tool insurance yeah that's it if, if 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 you guys if you guys take away anything from this episode <laughs> just be a tool just be the tool who can serve and uh be the tool you don't need to be the best no no you just need to make that i mean bread. We're a pr- this podcast is a prime example of that oh yeah yeah we're we're handy for we fill we fill the perfect niche for about forty nine people, and that's all. Right. That's but, all this needs to be. But if this podcast <laughs> didn't exist, those forty nine people wouldn't have the tool they need. Exactly, they wouldn't have the best. Where tool. would they be without us? You know, they would be right, entertainless. What? Yeah, entertainmentless. And believe me, I check the numbers every week. Chuck is not far <laughs> off. One of these days, Dale, it's gonna be. It's going to be a reckoning, like we're going to need to just like decide if it's worth it or not, you know? It's going to be like... One of these days. It's going to be like uh, David Carradine holding the sword of Yura. (laughs) I have to make a a decision. Right. Right. You can't live in indecision. (laughs) You need to to choose a side, unfortunately, just like that episode of The Witcher. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right.
master here now?